What's up? Welcome to the My Friends Are Cool podcast. My name is Alec, and I feel like I have some pretty cool friends in my life. And I want to share as many of them with the podcast world as I can. So each episode is going to have a different friend of mine on talking about the coolest thing in my life, themselves. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. What is up, everyone? Thank you for joining another episode of My Friends Are Cool. Um, this is a very special week. As you can tell by the title, it is different than before because we finally have a person on who's already been on once, and it is my great friend, Zachary Cohen. Zach, say hey to the people. Hello, people. Uh, you, you see, you're already doing better than last time. You you already look so much more comfortable than you did last time. I'm you, not. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be fooled. <laughs> um, Zach and I, Zach, what, what did we just get done doing? Uh, we went to the beach. Was, is, that, is that what you're referring that, to? That's what okay. I, was, I was really worried you're going to say disc golf. I'd be like, <laughs> no, like a, a, literally yesterday. Yeah, we were back yesterday at this time. <laughs> Um, yeah, we just got done at the beach and it was a fun time. Shout out to the beach crew. Um, you all know who you are. Um, sad we didn't do the round table. Maybe we'll have to do that some other time. Um, cause I think that'd be funny. Do you, you agree? Or you I disagree? agree. I okay. think it'd be enjoyable. Yeah. I think, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Just get that group together and listen to everyone argue. I think that'd be a great time. Um, but no, Zach, we, I wanted to have you on, um, just because, so we recorded your episode, what were you, episode six or seven? I think you were episode seven. Um, that's going to bother me, so I have to look it up. But regardless, we recorded your episode in October or November. Um, and, man, a lot's happened since then. Would you agree or disagree? Uh, definitely a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Let's see, you are episode eight. Oh, no, Zach. We recorded yours in September. Oh, yours recorded. That was, geez, that was was so long ago. I did not realize it was that long ago. Um, Yeah, so a lot's happened since then. Um, And so, I mean, a lot of really awesome things. And so I wanted to have you on and just kind of let you talk to people, talk to the people and, you know, tell them what has happened um, and uh, what all has been going on in your life. So um, I will let you take that as you want and go with it all right so the quick spark notes version (laughs) to just jump to the spoiler is i was saved i accepted jesus as my lord and savior and was baptized so that's the quick spark notes but obviously i will give a lot of more context and backstory to that because i feel like that is important to well the story and all that right um So I'll just start with the beginning. So since I was a freshman in high school, so it's like 14, Mm -hmm. 13, somewhere around there, I have struggled with depression pretty badly. Which you referenced that in your podcast episode. You, you You talked about it briefly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's something I've been struggling with and going through for pretty much all I can remember. I really don't remember like any time before like I have memories but not like actual feeling memories if that makes sense to anyone out there but so and they were it's been pretty bad it got really bad when I was about uh 
22. There was about a year stretch where it was definitely the darkest and the worst and pretty much constantly thought about killing myself. So that was mm. for a good long stretch of my time. And so that was tough. And then although it wasn't there always, it's still been bad pretty constantly. Um, and so one of the things that I really feel with the depression, it's like sadness or whatever, but it was a lot of anger mm. and a lot of guilt for feeling depression, if that makes so. It was like a kind of a Almost, endless cycle kind yeah. of thing. Like, so you you're saying like you would have you'd feel the depression, like the suicidal thoughts. Then you get angry at yourself for having those. Then you'd feel the guilt for both the depression and the anger, and then you'd go back into depression. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of it comes from the fact that like I feel like pretty much my life has been as easy as you could possibly ask for. Like nothing bad has ever happened in my life essentially. Right. And so there was a lot of guilt and anger and frustration with the fact that, Hey, why are you feel like this? Mm. Literally nothing is wrong in your life. It's the dream most people would ask for. Yeah. And so there was frustration there. And then there were also a lot of, honestly, a lot of anger with God and the Lord. Cause I was one of those people who, if you had asked me, before January, so January 26th is when I was actually mm -hmm. truly saved and truly encountered the Lord for the first time. I would have definitely have told you, yeah, I'm saved. Because I went to church, did all the youth group stuff, like volunteered, and a bunch of just head knowledge stuff. And like, I was like, yeah, I know all this stuff. And I was trying to do the right things, but not for the, it wasn't because I was like in love with the Lord and the Lord is my Savior and my Lord, but it was just because I felt like that's what I should be doing. Right. If that makes sense. But yeah. So fast forward through all that, kind of the like sadness kind of started to get chipped away slowly just from being around just godly people, honestly, and holding me accountable and just kind of being a light in my life. And then on January 26th, I was at a prayer night at Long Hollow, and we were just worshiping and praying and... It was the first time I wasn't angry mm. or sad or guilty. I just mm. was content mm. and I fully felt the Lord like press into me and like it was in that moment that I fully surrendered because like mm. it was there was no denying that this was it was a God thing and I like I was loved and mm. so yeah but so from there um honestly it was about Four weeks later, so I told people that happened, and then about four weeks later during the Sunday service, there was like a call to, like, you know, next steps, be baptized. Yeah. And that's when I finally was took the stance and actually followed through with obedience and told people I needed to get baptized and got baptized the following Tuesday. Gotcha. From that, but, yep. It was a good time. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, everyone watched you, you know, get baptized. You had all eyes on you. You made yeah. it through. I was so proud. Um, cause you just absolutely love being the center of attention. Oh yeah. Right? That is what I live for. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so, um, you know, you talked about feeling the peace, feeling the, not feeling these other things anymore. How, how did you know that that was the Lord? Like, how do you, like, was there not something that was just like, Oh, like I'm just having a really good night tonight. Like, like what was that experience? Can you, can you put that experience into words? Uh, I can certainly try. Um, 
So it was, it's one of those things that like, cause it was literally, I didn't feel like happy or joyful. I just felt content. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was the Lord. Cause like you said, it's, Oh, you're having a good night, but I've had good nights where it's just like, I'm hanging out with friends and there's mm. like, we're telling jokes and I'm laughing. Yeah. But there was always, even in those moments where there were, it was real laughter, but there was still just mm-hmm. the soul crushing kind of underlying thing. Yeah. And this, it was the only, literally the first time I have ever not felt it. Yeah. And so it was like, nothing was, I wasn't doing anything. I was just kind of sitting there surrounded. I just, it's hard to put it because literally just, I felt the Holy Spirit. Kinda. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it definitely makes sense. I mean, Miss Jill and I on her episode talk, tried to talk about like what's going on at the church and those prayer nights were such a blessing, um, to so many. Um, and so like, I get what you're, what I, I think I get what you're trying to say. Um, and so, uh, I guess the next question I, I have is, um, which for everyone listening, I told Zach, like, Hey, you're going to come on, you're going to, uh, you know, share what you want to share about your story. And then I'm going to ask questions based on what you share. So give him some grace because he has no idea what questions are coming. Um, but, uh, how has, the fight with depression been since that moment has it just disappeared are there still some you know bad times you know good times things like that like how is that now that the now that you have entered into this relationship with the lord what does that fight look like i guess uh, what i'm trying to ask yeah. so it hasn't disappeared but it's definitely been significantly easier um so there's still definitely moments where like it hits hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the, definitely the hardest moments to where I got to remember to kind of fully pray. And one of the things I'd, so this is something, uh, pastor Robbie said is pray daily for like to be filled with the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's something I struggle with, but it's when I remembered when it's hitting the hardest, that's literally the prayer I pray now is fill me with the Holy spirit. And mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, it's so much easier because there are, Previously, it was always like this, but there are days now where there I don't feel the depression. Mm. And I am just content and happy. Mm. And so just having, even if it's still there, the struggle and the fight, the fact that there are breaks, yeah, oh, it makes it so much easier. And just, yeah, yeah it's a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I ask that because I think it's important because there, I mean, there are people that, um, there are people that, uh, think that you know or, or they they hope that like things will just fade or like they'll stop completely and there are wonderful testimonies of how the lord has just stripped people away of that but you know um paul had a thorn in his side and it, we you know there are different things like that and, and so you know we all have our different things and so the reason i wanted to ask was because um i think it's important for people to hear that like yeah you got you were saved you came to christ you you started that relationship but like that doesn't mean everything's just like all lilies and daisies and rainbows. Like it's still, there's still a fight, you know? Um, and so, uh, no, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, something else I, I wanted to, to ask you is, um, kind of something that we've talked about where, you know, the, you had the head knowledge and you had all of that. And like, you'd prayed the prayer, you'd been in church in and out, you know, like you've been in church your entire life. At one point you were pursuing youth ministry, like, uh, as a, as a pastor, um, and, and everything. And so like what, like, I guess 
don't know what what was if I've already if I'm already asked if I've already asked this you know just tell me to shut up but like how is this different I guess like than other church experiences or other like like how is yeah do you get what I'm trying to ask yeah okay so a big thing so another when I with the depression and like the anger a lot of it was angry at myself but also angry at God because like, hey, I'm going to church. I'm doing all these things. And I was even like, hey, I'll do youth ministry for you. I'll be a pastor. Like, come on, take this depression away from me. I'd rather not hate life constantly. Look at all these things I'm doing for you. Right. And uh, I would watch, I'd go to sermons or I'd see speakers and they would like talk about all these like life changing moments. And they're like, ah, look, I'm on fire for the Lord. And I'm like, come on, I'm doing all these things. Why am mm. I not on fire for the Lord? And so it was all just, it was all based. I was doing those things for me so that mm. I would feel better about myself and mm. not hate myself and not hate life. And this is now, it's not about me. It's literally just about pursuing him mm. and following him. So that's the big difference is it's the reason for mm. kind of yeah. where I'm at. But. Well said. Well said. I. That's what I was trying to get to. And so I'm glad you picked up on it. And that was very well said. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I think one of the coolest parts of your story, which I told you this before the interview, or before we started, uh, is your tattoos. So you've got two pretty cool tattoos. I've always thought the one, the everlasting one was super cool. The other one I think is cool, but I've all, I don't know why. I've always been drawn to the other one. Like every time you wear a short sleeve shirt, I just find myself staring at it. I know that sounds weird, but I do. Okay, so you can back off. All right, I get it. I'm a weird dude. Um, but uh, it, it's just one of those things where like, I, I just want you to share, like, if you're comfortable, like, the meanings behind the two and then what that felt, what that, the hope for it before and then, like, what it's like after. Yeah. So, so the, I have one on my right arm that just says everlasting and it was in reference to Isaiah 60 20, which is your sun will never set again, the moon will wane no more, the Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. And I got that as I mean, what I told people was like, yeah, my days of sorrow and what a beautiful promise of hope. Mm -hmm. But it was literally, I got it. Cause like, come on, I am full of sorrow and I wanted it to end so badly. Mm -hmm. And it, the fact that it's what I just dreamed of was the sorrow ending. And it finally, I mean, happened. Mm -hmm. Like I had the moment of peace that I'd been asking for and praying for and begging for and even tattooed on my body thinking that would make it come faster kind of thing. And how many years had that uh, been going on? So I got the tattoo when I was 18. So I'd been in depression for four years and then uh, I got January, 20, what am I now? I'm 26 is when it finally happened when I finally felt the sorrow. And so eight years after the tattoo, but mm -hmm. like 12 years of, the depression and fighting. Right. Um, the other tattoo I have, hard to explain, but it's the silhouette of two people standing in a storm mm -hmm. and one is holding an umbrella over the other. And that was because I, the storm was to represent the depression mm -hmm. I was in and facing. And the person holding the umbrella to me was supposed to be God. Like you're supposed to be protecting me, taking care of me through the storm. Mm -hmm. And again, it was one of those things where like I had the head knowledge and I was like, man, maybe if I do more, maybe if I permanently mark my body, it'll finally happen. Mm -hmm. And well, now I can say, I mean, 
it has happened. I don't think it was because of the tattoos by far, right. but it's beautiful to see that it, like the meaning. Cause I would tell everyone that it had already happened. Like mm-hmm. I didn't tell anyone like, this is what I'm hoping for. Right. I said, Oh, this has happened in my life. And now I can truthfully say that I feel God watching over me in the storm. Mm. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, so what would you share with, uh, there are two camps of people that I feel like you can speak to. So the person that is fighting depression, the person that's fighting anxiety, the person's fighting just this mental battle day in, day out, struggling and in the same boat of like, Hey, like I want the Lord to take this away. I want this, like, you know, that the person that was you in, in that sense, what would you tell them as they are trying to figure things out with the Lord or without the Lord or however that may go, just like, what would you share with that person as you are now? What is it? It's now two, three, two months, two months. Yeah. February, March. Yeah. So two full months of this, this walk, this, this journey of being a believer and then fellowshipping with other believers, you grant and I walking through a book together. Um, and you know, really just this kind of life change that has happened. Like, what would you tell those people? Um, definitely, uh, that's tough. Definitely surround yourself with people who love you and care about you. And definitely just, I mean, keep waiting sounds hard because the waiting is the hardest part. Right. But it's going to get better. I mean, that's the cliche and cheesy thing. It's going to get better, especially for those who are believing or wrestling with the Lord. Like, he's working Mm. and, like, things will change. Things will get better. Um, this, This goes for people with, like, who are pursuing the Lord or have faith. And people who don't, yeah, is gonna sound really dumb, I think, to people who haven't gone through this. But also, just find dumb reasons to keep going. Mm. Like it's like for me, uh, I very much enjoy Star Wars and Avengers and Harry Potter. Mm. And the amount of times I didn't kill myself because I literally the only thing that I did thought of was, hey, there you won't see how Infinity Saga ends, or mm. hey you won't see how this new Star Wars movies go. Mm. So if you are in that situation, it's okay. Just find the smallest thing, mm. cling to it if you need to, because it'll mm. get better. Yeah. Um, but it really, I mean, find people that'll pour into you and love you like I did, and that will. Yeah. Dang it, Zach. <laughs> You're really good at this whole, like, making me cry thing. Um, that, yeah. Um, so moving on, because I need to. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what would you share with the people that were like you in the sense of like, Lord, I'm doing everything. I feel like I've done it all. I'm waiting on this encounter. Like I'm waiting on this, this big moment to make this real and whatever that may look like. What would you share to those people? Well, yeah, no, before you do that, I want to backtrack. Um, sorry. Cause one thing you talked about, like keep going, the Lord is working. And this is something that Robbie's talked about a good bit and, and, you know, Grant's talked about as well. And, um, but it, so you were fighting with this battle as what you believed as a believer, you were going through this with the, with the Lord in mind and with the, you know, Lord in your perspective, you went through that battle for, and still are, but like, as it was for 12 years, that's the number we landed yeah. So 12 years you went through this battle. And it, and the Lord like allowed you to stay in it for 12 years and like didn't deliver it from you, didn't deliver you from it 
for 12 years. And like, I just, I want to emphasize that because it is like, you know, we talk about like, Oh, just going through the storm. Like when Jesus calmed the storm on the waters, that was not, Jesus did it when he did it because he wanted to, not because it was supposed to be quick. Like we're not guaranteed for the storm to end quickly. And it's not the most encouraging thing, but I also would encourage everyone listening that, you know, we don't, you know, we, we don't come out of those moments without growing. I mean, you know, um, it's, uh, it's a great line, but you know, pressure creates diamonds and fire refines gold. And it's like, you know, we are precious in God's sight and for two of the most precious element two most precious things on the earth diamonds and gold like those go through a very like powerful strenuous process like it doesn't it takes a lot for them to get to where they are um and so i just wanted to circle back to that and emphasize that point do you have anything that you want to share with that uh no just that i completely agree like yeah it is it's definitely tough and definitely kind of feels like you're abandoned but mm. you're i mean you're not it's just yeah you kind of gotta just do what you not do what you can but really i mean it just, I, it took me so long because i was so like dependent on myself mm. like i thought i can if i just keep doing what the bible says but i'm doing it for me like it doesn't matter as long as i'm doing it kind of thing mm. I, was, I was definitely a checklist kind of guy very legalistic almost. yeah yeah and so cool yeah so uh, the question i asked before coming back was the people that are like waiting for that encounter or they think they're doing everything right or they are just like i need this to become more real because of this big moment that i need to have or something like that like because you've shared with me that you're kind of you were kind of at that point too of like there needs to be this big like boom moment where like you know almost like the heavens open up and like the Lord makes it very clear, like the dove comes down, all those kinds of things. What would you say to those people that are listening? Um, that it's one of those. I third, I can't remember where I heard this now, but someone said to me, or not to me, but during a sermon I heard um, about putting almost expectations on the Lord. That was and Robbie. That, oh, was it? okay. Yeah, it was Robbie. Robbie saying, "Go ahead, sorry." Yeah. So just like you can't put expectations on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Just bring him your problems and he just have faith that he's working and moving. So you can't like, you shouldn't have that expectation of a big moment. Cause mm-hmm. it's almost like at that point, it's not faith. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think I was, it's almost like I was so stubborn and hard headed, and Jesus loved me enough to finally be like, Hey, all right, here I am. <laughs> You've yeah. been looking, you're just not looking in the right places. Mm-hmm. And so, I do. I feel blessed that I was. It was a very obvious moment in my own life. Yeah. Like it wasn't the heavens opening up, but it was clearly like, "Hey, here's Jesus." Yeah. Um. So again, you just kind of don't put the expectations and just be open almost to it. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Um. Sweet. Well, I think the last thing that I want to just kind of cover, um, is like. So one thing that I've just always kind of thought about is um, since 
20 since summer 2019 uh, when I was at crossings we were talking about God and like different traits of him and something about it came up about a God being a God of the details and that's always something that stuck with me um, and what I mean by that is like there are always these you can look back and just see the fingerprints of God over different things in your life and what and you know, I would tell people like God has a God of details. And I talk about how I got to crossings. Like I would have never gotten to crossings as an intern if I hadn't first been open to going to union because I had no desire to go to union. And if I hadn't gone to union, then I wouldn't have gotten connected with church camp and been re- reminded of how much I wanted to do church camp. And then I would have never like applied to crossings to be a staffer and then would have never gotten connected and then uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and so I say that to say like, I think it would be cool if you shared just how God, the little things that the Lord has done to get you here in Hendersonville. Um, And you can start that wherever you want. Um, I think I know where it may start, but like this, yeah, you start that however you'd like, Uh, just because I think it's, it's just cool. Like in this time, like us bragging on the Lord, also bragging of how he's gotten you to a place that you would have never thought you would have come to. Yeah. Um, so if you go way back to, I guess, the full extent, because uh, the important part of that was the fact that I ended up at Union, ended up meeting Alec, and ended up meeting Grant Allen. But the way I got to Union was literally, I was dating a girl, and I was like, all right, we want to be closer to each other. Mm-hmm. She went to Freed. I was not going to go to Freed, but I was like, I'll go to <laughs> Union. And then we broke up before I even got to Union. But Right. So that, and then just joining SAE, meeting Alec, um, meeting Grant, becoming friends with them constantly, just game nights at Grant's and Alec's. We kind of really grew our friendships. Those are great. Yep. Then just kind of crazy life things. Ended up taking a job near Nashville. Turns out Alec ended up moving to Hendersonville. He was like, hey, let's get lunch. Mm-hmm. And then invited me to play soccer with a random group of people. <laughs> I would love for you to share that first night just because – just to provide yeah. some comedy. <laughs> so, yeah, Alec was at lunch. Alec was like, hey, I play pickup soccer on Monday nights or whatever. You should come. And he's describing to me. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's very casual. He's like, no one's really good at soccer. It'll be fun. He's like, it's just a pickup game. So in my head, a pickup game is like, oh, 6v6, 7v7, <laughs> Alex playing. It's not going to be a competitive soccer game. I show up. It's 38 people there. <laughs> all who play high school soccer or college soccer or just have grown up playing travel soccer. I have never kicked a ball in my life. So I'm, I am pissed at Alec. Luckily I hang around play the entire time. And afterwards, honestly, afterwards we went and hung out with a smaller group. And from there I was like, okay, this small group, I can enjoy their presence. So so again, started coming, hanging out. We all as a group started hanging out pretty frequently. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, I mean, just what's the word to use? I don't know. Just became really good friends and decided, hey, this is the people I want to be around. These are the people I want pouring into me. These the are community. The people, yeah, the community I want to pour into. Like mm-hmm. I see something here. Um, and so I moved to Hendersonville. And then also by, honestly, God's grace, the fact that Grant Allen, who was living in Cleveland yeah, in the beginning of January, took a job at Long Hollow. Yeah, and ended up going because I def I don't think I would have been going on to that Tuesday night or been going Sunday mornings if Grant wasn't working there and right. also there. Yeah, and so just crazy the timing, the fact that he, 
Grant moved back the same time I moved here. And yeah. just, again, like one of those things like God, like you said, God's in the details. Of oh, yeah. The and, timing of it's insane. Yeah. And then like your house, the whole house situation, oh, you, yeah. you were, you had a price range that worked for Spring Hill because you were, so you're living in Spring Hill. Yeah. And I just want to brag on Zach for a second. Y'all want to know how true, how true of a friend Zach is. You, at one point we're driving up here six days a week, like almost seven, like depending on if you came up on Saturday. Because it was either Friday or Saturday, you would not come up. But you would come up Monday to play soccer. Tuesday, I don't remember how you were up here. But Wednesdays, you ended up coming up for basketball. Um, And then, like, yeah. So there were just points where, like, you were coming up five to seven days a week um, towards the end of living in Spring Hill. But the house, I'll let you explain. Oh, yeah. So, again, I had my, like, price point for a house I was looking at. And... Luckily, so my realtor's like, hey, you're not going to find what you want in that price range. I was like, just debating between going up in price or going down in what I wanted. Luckily, there was one house that came up on the market literally like the day before. Yeah. And so my realtor was like, hey, let's go look at it. I've loved the house in my price range. So I went ahead and put an offer in. Straight Um, up, right? Yeah. Just straight up matched what they were asking. Um, The next morning is when I was finding out if I got it. And my realtor told me, hey, five other offers were made on the house at the same time as yours. But, but again, by grace of God, I was the one they took out of yeah. the five. Because they were all, most of them were the exact same offer I made. And they just happened to take mine. So, mm-hmm. again, just lucky that I, and God's grace that I, again, got the house, lived yeah. up here, and was able to start attending church on Sunday mornings here yeah. and all that. And, I mean, it, it's honestly, like, it was also the perfect timing for, like, our group, like, is our group was kind of reaching a point of like, like Austin and I were wearing out our roommates here. Um, shout out to Matt and Isaac for being gracious with, you know, as much as Austin and I were having the group over, but we were wearing out our, our roommates by having everyone here. And so, like, it also worked out that, you know, you're very much open door policy. So, you know, um, it, it just, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, I think that's like all the questions I had. I mean, you know, thank you for, um, you know, sharing everything you did. And, and I want to just, you know, I, we've already had this conversation, but I want to share this with the people of like anyone that knows you and knew you like well enough before, like knew, I guess the Jackson, you, you know, like knew you in, in Jackson or even knew you pre college spring Hill, like, you know, I, I can't speak about Spring Hill, but I can speak to like you and you were at Union and in Jackson. Um, it's just so clear that the Lord has worked in your heart um, and in your life because, I mean, you know, you talk about the, you felt, you, you, in that moment, you felt contentment and you knew that was the Lord. But like, I have seen the joy of the Lord in you. I mean, even when we were, you know, sledding. And you nearly, you nearly died, um, trying to slid down on that red one and you just bit it, you know, you popped up and like the, I mean, doubled over in laughter. And it was just so clear that that was the joy of the Lord. Cause I've, I've heard you laugh. I've seen you laugh, I've seen you joke around, but it was different. And like, I don't say that to make you uncomfortable. Cause I know I am. I say that to say like, there's just such a clear like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, like nothing crazy's happened. Like I wasn't this drug addict. I wasn't this like, you know, uh, caught up in this, all this addiction. You know, I just was trying to do everything. And then the Lord like met me and now I'm different. And like, 
that's still that's a, such a powerful testimony but like it's so easy to see it from my perspective um and like you know going to the beach just moments of hearing the laughter and everything you know and, and all of that like it's just so clear that the lord has moved in your life and like you know you talk about just the little things that kept you going like that was i was so i'm glad that you did it but it was just also i'm like that was the lord saving you of like he knew in those moments that he had a purpose for you and like in that per like you have you being in my life in 2021 has been more of a blessing than you'll ever understand because and i know you know the conversations that you can look back at but like we've had conversations that have like literally wrecked me um whether you've seen that outward expression of the wreckage or not. Uh, some of them you have, but it's just like, God is good. And your story is a powerful one. And I wanted everyone to hear it that want, that will listen. Um, and so thank you for sharing it. Um, so, uh, do you have anything else that you want to share? No, pretty much shared my life right there. So I think I'm empty. Cool. I'm glad you did. Um, so you have anything fun coming up? Anything exciting in the works? I feel like you're wanting me to answer something, but I have no idea. No, I don't, I don't have, I'm not like, there's not any, I just was trying to end on up note. Cause I mean, we talked about like (laughs) everything we've talked about has been joyous and good. Um, but it's also been kind of heavy. So I was just trying to, you know, bring a up note on the way out. So, but we did just get done at the beach. It was a lot of fun. Zach and I are best. Spike ball duo in Hendersonville. No, I'm not going to say that because there are people that are like nationally ranked here. Um, but in our, in our friend group, we're the best duo. So I'm just going to put that on the airwaves now. We'll see if any of them listen because we'll get a text if they do. So yes, we're better. You and me are better than you and McKenzie. Right. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. You hear that? We McKen- won a lot of games. Uh, you won a lot of, I'm, I'm not even getting into it. I'm just going to get upset. And, uh, so anyways, um, well, Zach, thank you for being on. Thank you for being as open as you were. I genuinely appreciate it. Um, And guys, if you're listening and you resonate with anything that Zach has said or you have any more questions, shoot me a text. If you have my number, DM me on Instagram. um, And I will uh, try and um, uh, answer the questions as I can. If I can't, then I will redirect you to someone that can. Um, but you know, the Lord is, is moving and you know, what a better way to celebrate, to finish off this Easter Sunday. Cause we are recording this on Easter Sunday than to talk about how our risen savior saved you. Um, and so, uh, you guys, thank you so much for, for listening as always, please share this one. I'm not going to say if you want to share it, do it like, no, like, please share this one. Cause this is a story that I want people to hear. Um, and so anyways, I will talk to you guys next week. Um, But until then, I hope you guys have a great time. I'll talk to you later. All right.